Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. good day to be in church, isn't it? It's always a good day to be in church. Well, um, such a privilege to be able to speak up here today. Um, I had someone ask me, do you ever get nervous speaking up here? And and I have to tell you, I feel his pleasure when I'm up here. If you ever saw Chariots of Fire, I don't know if anyone ever saw that. And he said that he felt the Lord's pleasure when he runs. Uh, That's how I feel. I am so honored to be able to share the word with you guys this morning. And I don't take it lightly. And I believe that the Lord has something for all of us. You know, the reason we come to church is to get refreshed, but it's also to come and to to get understanding. And it's also, we come to get changed by the word of God. Because what good is the word of God in our lives if we don't allow it to change us, right? So today, let's just open up in prayer and ask the Lord to help us to receive the word this morning. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together. We thank you, Lord, for the freedom to be able to read from the word of God today. Lord, we just pray that this word would do whatever it needs to to us today. If it needs to encourage us, if it needs to strengthen us, if it needs to correct us, whatever it is that we need today, we thank you that the word of God has got us covered and that we're going to leave here better than we came. We're going to leave here wiser than when we came and strengthened more than when we came this morning. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So a couple weeks ago, I knew I was going to be preaching today and I felt um, prompted to speak on a certain subject. And when the Lord gave me the title for my sermon, I'm like, oh, that's going to be fun. And uh, so I was, you know, kind of meditating on it and pondering it. And then in the last week, it's been like, Lord, why me? <laughs> why me? Why do I have to be the one to share this message? And you'll know why here in a second. But before I get started, I want to share a story. And I'm sure it's a story that many of us in here can relate to. So I grew up in a home where there was a lot of words that were not okay to say. Um, so obviously like bad words we couldn't say, but the, my parents were pretty strict when it came to, you know, words about certain body functions and like things like that. We were very conservative in our home with what words we could use. And, um, and that's just the way it was. And that was a good thing. Like I said in the first service, it really did help us to grow up in a way to really watch, you know, before we talked, you know, think before you speak, that kind of thing. And I'm sure a lot of us in here grew up in homes similar to that. Well, in high school, you know, as you start branching out and you start, uh, you know, being around other people and things like that, I know for me, there was a few times I would be around my friends and I would say things that I couldn't say at home. Did anyone else ever do that when you were growing up, right? Well, one time in high school, I went to get my hair cut and uh, I went in to get a trim and ladies, I'm sure some of you can relate to this. You came out with like two years worth of growth cut off, right? It's not fun when that happens. And um, I was a little upset. And as we're walking out of the salon, I'm with my mom and I just said something that showed how unhappy I was about my haircut. And as soon as I said it, you know, on the inside, I was like, oh my goodness, you just said that in front of your mom. But I keep walking, like maybe she didn't hear it. And it's like in the peripheral, I could like see her head start to like turn towards me. And she's like, what did you say? And instead of apologizing and instead of being like, you know, well, I, I, I just said it again because I was that upset about my hair. Needless to say, it was not a fun evening at the Capetto household that night. So... 
It's so important. Our parents instill in us from an early age that we need to think before we speak, right? Well, do you know where that comes from? We have a heavenly father who constantly in the word of God has showed us time and time again how important it is to think before we speak, how to watch what we say. So the title of my sermon today is Watch Your Mouth. Did your mama ever tell you, watch your mouth? Just turn to your neighbor right now and say, watch your mouth. All right, we're going to talk about this today. We're going to start in Proverbs chapter 18. And there are so many, so many scriptures in the word of God in the Old Testament and in the New Testament that talk to us about words. There's so much in there. In fact, we see from the very beginning of the word of God, we see our heavenly father demonstrating the power of words because he spoke and light became. We are created in his image. So our words hold significance and they hold importance. And this is the first point I want to go to today. In Proverbs 18, verse 21, out of the New Living Translation, it says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now, this is the scripture in the King James that talks about death and life is in the power of the tongue. So I'm just going to break it down for you right now, how important words are. Because some people may say, I've never died because of a word I've said, but you know what? Relationships have died because of words spoken, right? Jobs have been terminated because of words spoken out of place, right? Things can happen when we speak. And so we need to watch what's coming out of our mouth because it can produce death in our life in some way or form, or it can produce life in our lives, in our families. So it's very important what we say. In fact, it's so important that in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, it says this, it says, but I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. That's how important our words are. It says that every careless word we speak, we will have to give an accounting for on the day of judgment. Now, I don't know about you, but that when I read that, I kind of was like, wow, every careless word. Do you know every single thing that comes out of our mouth sh- has importance to it? It conveys importance in our lives. We need to make sure that we are setting a watch upon every single word that comes out of our mouths. It is so important because I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand at the day of judgment. I mean, we will stand there, but I don't want to stand there and have all of these conversations come up of all these times that I was just careless in my talk. I don't, I don't want to see my life and see like, man, look how many times I brought death to situations or I brought negative environments around me because I wasn't watching what I was saying. It is so important that in fact, it has eternal significance. Our words carry eternal significance. In 1 Peter chapter three, in 1 Peter chapter three, we see here, Another reason why our words carry so much importance. In the New Living Translation of 1 Peter 3.10, this is what it says. If you want to enjoy life and you want to see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to live a lot of happy days on this earth, right? How many of you guys understand the importance of our words? You can wake up happy and go to bed angry and frustrated because of what? Words. Words have the power to affect your days. 
We want happy days. We want blessed days. We want days where when we wake up, we're feeling great. And when we go to bed, we're feeling great. It is not a good day when you end not speaking to your spouse, right? Because of words that were shared. If you want to see many happy days, you've got to watch the words that are coming out of your mouth. And it says, how do you do that? It says, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. So breaking that down, of course, we could all say we understand the telling lies part, right? Telling lies does not create happy days. Um, But take that a step further and make sure that everything you're saying carries truth to it. You know, it's even a thing for people to exaggerate, for people to say little white lies, things like that. We really got to watch ourselves in this area. Keith Moore talked about this once a few years ago when he was here, and it really convicted me and brought me back because I'm someone who likes to talk a lot. Do we have any other talkers in here? Right? Husbands and wives don't look at each other when I say that. But there's people who like to talk, and it says sometimes your talk can get you in some trouble. And I'm someone who, for some reason, I feel like I need to keep explaining until I feel like the person's gotten what I was saying. So I'll keep going and going and going until I finally feel like they finally see it my way. And sometimes to do that, talkers have to be careful because sometimes you could feel like you want to exaggerate to get your point across. Do you know that's not okay? We need to be speaking the truth, right? And sometimes we get so caught up in wanting someone to just see it our way that we're willing to like stretch it just to make it fit so that they'll agree with us. And you know, sometimes people just aren't going to agree with you, but we need to watch what's coming out of our mouth. We need to keep ourselves from speaking lies. And we also need to keep from speaking evil. So another um, couple words that are synonyms to evil is bad. Keep yourself from speaking bad things, right? Not just bad words, bad things, negative things. Uh, Keep from speaking immoral things, corrupt things, perverted things, and sinful things. We need to set a watch over our mouth and make sure that everything that is coming out of it is pleasing, is love, is grace, right? However, we want our Father speaking to us is how we ought to be speaking to others. Amen. It is very, very important that we watch our words. Words have the ability to affect the atmosphere in your homes. Can anyone attest to that? Have you ever walked into a room and you could just sense that some unkind words had been spoken? Words have the ability to set the atmosphere, and we need to make sure that our homes, our kids are being raised in atmospheres of love and peace, especially in times like this when the world is not operating in love and peace. They need to sense that in the home, which means you may not be watching things that don't promote those things in the home because it is so important that everything that's spoken in your home, whether it's from your mouth or it's from the TV's mouth, from the music's mouth in your home, that it's all setting an atmosphere of love and of peace, right? Uh, Lynette Hagen, who uh, her husband is Kenneth Hagen, they oversee Rhema Bible Church. Uh, they, she said this one time when I was going to school there, she said they play worship music in their home all the time, even when they're gone. They constantly, 24-7, have worship music playing in their home. Why? They like coming to a home where the atmosphere's already been set with that love and with that peace. I'd encourage all of you guys to make sure that if you're ever sensing anything but love or peace in your home, that you check the words that are being communicated in your house, whether it's from the TV or it's from 
your spouse from your kids. So a little story about this is I grew up, thankfully, I'm so thankful I grew up in a home where we did not yell. We did not scream. Um, I was just very blessed to grow up in a home like that. I know a lot of people don't, um, but I was very blessed to. And my husband and I, we don't yell at each other. We don't scream. <laughs> we've never done anything close to that. There's discussions, right? Everyone has discussions. But honestly, we've never, um, we've never yelled at each other. That just has never happened. I can't even... Um, fathom doing that because I just didn't grow up in a home like that. But since we've had our son, I've noticed something that's been happening more often. Our son is 14 months old. He's in the stage where he puts everything in his mouth. In fact, last week uh, here at the church, he put a bug in his mouth and one of the nursery workers had to pry it out of his mouth because he's just in that stage. And with that can come some frustrations at times, right? Um, And so I've noticed this happening a lot in our home lately. It's been a lot of... A lot of grunting has been happening. Why? Because we're frustrated that our son doesn't understand that you can't pull, pull, you know, cords out of the outlet and try to plug them back in. Uh, And do you know even those grunts can set atmospheres in the home? And so you have to watch everything that's coming out of your mouth. Um, Our poor dog has gotten a little more frustration from us since we've had a kid um, because he always wants to catch the food that the kid drops or they just get in each other's way. And so there's been some grunting going on in our home. And I'm realizing that that even has the ability to change the atmosphere to a negative place. Uh, Because what happens typically, you know, the husband grunts at the kid. So what what does the wife do? Just says, oh, I'll just just fix it. I'll just fix it. And, you know, I'll just take him or... it just, it automatically, see how quickly it just can start changing the atmosphere. And if you don't watch yourself, then you can start letting other frustrations pile on top of that. And the more those words are spoken, the worse your day is going to be. And the worse that the atmosphere is going to be in your home. We want atmospheres of love and peace in our home. So you've got to watch your words. You've got to watch your grunts even. You got to watch everything that comes out of your mouth. Amen. So why is this so important? Why are our words so important? Turn to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15, you know, God didn't just say, "Hmm, I'm going to make words important so they're important. No, he understood the effect of words in our lives. And what it comes down to, everybody, is it is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. In Matthew chapter 15 and verse 18, this is what it says. It says, the words you speak come from where? Your head? Your brain, the heart. The words you speak come from the heart and that's what defiles you. Right here, it's saying that the words that are coming out of our mouth, they're coming from somewhere on the inside of us. So if we have things coming out of our mouth that aren't okay, that probably means something's not okay in here. Probably means you're filled with some other things and not the word of God. Um, in Proverbs fifteen twenty eight, it says this. You don't have to turn that. I'll just read it real quick. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. Now, I want to be known as a godly person. And it says the heart of a godly person thinks carefully before speaking. We need to think before we speak. We need to think carefully because our words carry life. They carry death. Our words carry influence. There is so much about our words as Christians, as believers. And so we need to make sure that everything that's coming out of our mouth is promoting the word of God, is promoting the love of God, the nature of God. It's so important that our hearts are filled with him 
not filled with this world, not filled with, you know, our own desires, our own wants. We need to be filled with him. So turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter six. And you might be saying, wow, you've already gone to six scriptures. Guess what? I've got like six more. Why? Because the Bible has so much to say about this. You know, we don't pastor and others who speak here, we don't come here to share our opinions. Opinions can get us in trouble, right? Opinions can get all of us in trouble. We come up here to share what does the word of God have to say? Because at the end of the day, I have to base everything in my life off of this. That is the stance I've taken. And there are so many scriptures that talk about our words. And I'm just going to a handful of them today. You can research it yourself. In fact, I encourage you to do this. Later today or sometime this week, Google scriptures on the power of your words. If you Google scriptures on the power of your words, the first thing that came up, I did it like three times. The first thing that came up for me was from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And it's a printout of like 30 plus scriptures that talk about the power of your words. So I'm just going to a few of them today. There are so many scriptures that talk about this. And in Luke chapter six, verse 45, it says, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And you say, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense, right? But then look what they throw in here at the end. I don't think it was just thrown in. I think it was purposeful. It says, and what you say flows from what's in your heart. So what's in your heart, good or bad, it's going to flow out of your mouth. And so this is a really good indicator of where you're at. You know, sometimes my youth... You know, they think I'm super spiritual and that when I'm talking to them, they're like, wow, how did you know? And I'm like, well, you came in here complaining about your parents. Obviously, I knew. Sometimes people don't understand that whatever's going on in their life, they tend to talk about it a lot. And so what you say is a huge indicator of what's going on on the inside of you. Can I tell you something else? Facebook is a really good indicator of what's going on inside of you. You guys give yourselves away sometimes with the things that you say on Facebook. And you know, we are living in a day and an age and in a year that this is important. We need to make sure that we are filling up our hearts with good things, that we're putting more good in us than evil things, than negative things, than bad things in us. You know, right now, um, in the last few weeks, I'm sure everyone in here can, can agree with me on this. We've pr- talked about masks more than we probably ever thought we would talk about in our entire lives. Who knew that that one word would become a normal part of our vocabulary, right? And I felt in this last week that I'd had so many conversations and they were draining conversations about this because there's so many different opinions about it. And again, I'm not up here to share opinion, right? I'm up here to share the word of God. And what I realized was that for me personally, maybe this is no one else in here, but for me personally, I filled up more on my opinion about masks than I had about the word of God this last week. Why? How did I know that? Because that's what I was talking about all the time. I was reading articles. I was, you know, talking to other people about this. I was getting so filled up with that, that in fact, I got more filled up with that than I did with the word of God. And that for me is not okay. No matter what's going on in our world, we need to stay filled up with what? The word of God. You know, 2020 does not exempt us from these scriptures. 2020 does not exempt us from watching what we say. You know, just because someone's in a position of government that we don't like doesn't mean that that exempts us from these scriptures. We need to watch 
every word that comes out of our mouth. Why? Because our words have power. Our words have influence because we have to give an account for those words someday, right? And so we really need to be putting a watch on our mouth. We need to be watching what we say. And you know, I believe that the Lord uh, gave us some of these scriptures four times like this in our world to remind us. Again, I base everything off of the word of God. Do I have opinions on it? Yes. Do I have strong opinions on it? You better believe it. But at the end of the day, the word of God is my main source of supply. It needs to be my main thing that I go to when I'm questioning, when I have opinions. This is what I go to. And as a youth pastor, you know, I'm constantly talking to youth about different things. And one of the things that I speak to the youth about regularly is the subject of respecting authority. Parents, can I get an amen? <laughs> right? I'm always on your side. I tell the youth, I'm always on the parent's side. Why? Because the Lord put you as parents over their life. I'm always for parents. And you know, sometimes I have youth that aren't always happy with decisions their parents may make. And you know what? There's been times I haven't totally agreed with the decisions the parent make. Have the youth ever known that? Absolutely not. Why? Because they have got to learn right now how to respect and how to honor authority. And do you know, as adults, this doesn't exempt us from that. Our words need to be words of respect and honor, no matter what. Because I have youth, you guys, I have youth that are watching you guys on social media. Did you know that? I have youth in this church who are watching what pastor says, what my husband says, what others say here in the church, they're watching. And we want to make sure we're showing our youth because you know, someday they're gonna grow up and be adults and if Jesus tarries his coming, they're gonna have issues that they're gonna have to deal with as adults. And they may be able to say, well, well how did my parents respond in 2020 when those issues were facing them? How did you know, the people I look up to, my children's teachers, how did they respond in times of crisis and in times, you know, we need to realize our words are setting examples for our kids' future. They're going to look back and say, how did they respond in those situations? Do you see how important our words are? It is so important that we watch what we say. And it all comes back to what's in my heart. What's in my heart about these things? Because whatever's in your heart is going to flow out of your mouth. I'm not saying you can't talk about those things. We need to be talking about these things, right? We can't just bury these things under the rug, but the heart needs to be full of what? The word of God. It needs to be full of the love of God. It needs to be full of the peace of God. And if those things aren't coming out of your mouth, just take account, put that into you this week. You'll be surprised at the difference that you'll have and you'll have better days, amen? All right, so number three, my, uh, in talking about words, another reason why they're so important, not just because it's a heart issue, but it's also what activates our faith right? Our words is what produces things in our life. I said that earlier that God said and light became. It happened. He spoke and things were produced. When we speak, it produces things in the natural. In Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold fast to the profession, or you could say the confession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he is faithful that promised. We want words of faith going out into our lives. We want words of faith going out to our valley and to our nation. That's why it is so important that we take account of what's coming out of our mouth. If we're just spewing all this junk, we are undoing the ability to pray effectual prayers for our leaders, to pray effectual prayers. Why? Because you can't be double-minded and be stable. The Bible says if you're double-minded, you're unstable in all of your ways. So if you're praying for you know things to change here, but then on the other hand, you're just talking all this junk about these things, 
the Lord can't, can't work with that because you're being unstable, because you're double-minded. We've got to hold fast to what we believe and we need to speak it. And even when we don't feel like it, we need to speak it. And even when it doesn't look like it's happening, we need to speak it. This is what separates us from the world. Anyone can talk their feelings. Anybody can talk about how they're feeling. What separates Christians from the world is that we don't talk what we feel. We talk what we believe. We talk faith in the midst of chaos. We talk faith in the midst of uncertainty. That is who we are as Christians, and that's what separates us from the world. So we need to put a watch on our mouth and make sure that we're speaking words of faith. Mark 11, 22 through 24. If you've been in a Word of Faith church, a church that talks about faith a lot, you've probably read this scripture many times. We're going to read it today out of the Today's Passion Translation, because I really liked uh, the viewpoint that it brings out. So Mark eleven twenty two through 24, Jesus replied, let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain with great faith and having no doubt, mountain be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Believe that you've received it and it will be yours. So I want to just break this down really quick because I know sometimes in church people use the term faith a lot. And if you're newer to church or things like that, maybe you just don't totally get what faith is. Let me tell you what it's not. Faith is not a wishing and a hoping and a praying. Okay, that is not faith. Faith is confident expectation that what God promised you will happen in your life. So if you hear someone saying that I have faith to be healed from this disease, what are, what are they saying? Oh, I'm wishing that it happens. Oh, I'm hoping if it's God's will. No, 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 no. They have seen the promise in the Bible. It says by his stripes, they were healed. So they are having faith in the promise of God, promise of the word that they believe it's going to happen. That's what faith is. Simply put, it's what you believe. It's what you believe that you found in the word of God. So we need to watch our words because our words have power. Our words are important. And as we're speaking those things in faith, I'm believing we're gonna see the end result. How many of you guys are ready to see some end results to our faith? I think we can get sometimes get too caught up in the process that we forget there's supposed to be an end to our faith. But the word of God says we are to see the end of our faith. And so what we need to do is take account of our words and make sure we're not being double-minded. That we keep, as Brother Hagen said, we keep the switch of faith turned on. What does that mean? Our words are always in line with the word of God. Our words are always in line with what we're believing for. Amen? All right. And then finally, what are the benefits of watching what you say? Did you know that there are some really good benefits? Proverbs chapter 16. We're going to read a couple here in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, there's a lot of wisdom in the book of Proverbs. And sometimes it's easy to kind of just read through it and be like, oh, yeah, you know what? The book of Proverbs has a lot of wisdom for us. In fact, I remember uh, Mark Hankins talking about a guy who read the book of Proverbs because there's 31 chapters. He read a chapter a day for time and time again every month. He just kept rereading it. And this guy became prosperous. He became successful. Why? Because there is wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 16.24 says this. Kind words are like honey. They're sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. So again, we're talking about benefits of watching what we say. One of the benefits of watching what we say is that it brings health to our body. 
It's health to our body. And kind words are like honey. They're sweet to the soul. Again, we talked about it. Happy days are a good thing. And happy days come. They are produced by happy words, right? They're produced by kind words. They're produced by keeping an atmosphere of love and of positivity. It's so important that if we want to see health in our lives, we don't want to see stress, right? We don't want to see the effects of stress. So what do we do? We keep our words kind. I This has been always something that's always... Um, I've struggled with this a lot, and it is the fact that I have seen, just in my life of growing up, we've all seen this, for some reason, there's this like unspoken thing that because you are married to someone, you're allowed to speak to them unkindly, right? There's just this thing that's like, you hear sometimes what spouses say to each other, and they would never talk like that to their boss, They would never talk like that to a stranger. But it's like there's this thing in our society that gives people a pass that because you're married, you can say unkind words. Do you know your spouse is the person you should speak the most kind to in anyone in this earth? If you allow yourself to get so comfortable that you say things that are not kind, you're not in a good place. There should always be kind words being said between you and your spouse. And if you've got things to talk about, set a time to discuss those things in the right atmosphere, right? Don't do it when you're frustrated. Don't do it when things are, you know, when there's a lot of grunting going on in the home because your your 14-month-old is just being crazy and the dog's barking or whatever. Uh, That's not the time to do those things. But I'm being honest with you guys. You should be talking to your spouse in a way that you would not talk to anyone else, that they are the most precious person to you. You know, strangers, you don't have to get as, as, you know, that way with you would your spouse, but why would you treat a stranger better with your words than you would your spouse? There should be a difference between you and your spouse, the way you talk to each other, between you and your children, right? There should be a difference. You should speak so lovingly to them in a way that you wouldn't speak to anyone else, right? Why? Because they're your family, you know, they're a part of you. So let's make sure that we are watching what we say to our family members, right? Are there times that those frustrations come in? You better believe it there's times. Why? Because we're human. Those things are going to happen. But let's not speak kinder to our boss than we would our spouse. Let's not, not speak kind to your boss. Do that. That'll, that'll get you a long ways in life. Speak kindly to your boss. But make sure you're speaking even more kind to your spouse. You guys understand what I'm saying here? A benefit to watching what you say. Proverbs 25:11. This is out of the New American Standard Bible. I really like this translation of this. Proverbs 25:11. They'll put it on the screen. It says, "Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in the right circumstances." How you guys know a word spoken in season is amazing. Has someone ever said something to you at the right time where you're just like, oh, that's what I needed. Like, you know, the Lord just put that person across your path to speak that word to you in season. It is like apples of gold in in settings of silver. Can you just picture that? Like, that's like best case scenario, right? Gold apples in a silver setting. That's what the right word can be to you or for you to speak to someone else. We need to make sure that one of the benefits is, is we have the ability to bless people. And I don't think in our society we understand quite what that means. Blessings were a big deal in the Old Testament. You see fathers blessing their children before they died. We have the ability to speak life into people. We have the ability to speak hope into people, to speak truth which, set, which sets people free. We have that ability. You want to talk about a benefit. We have the ability to speak life into our children. 
We have the ability to help them grow and to, to thrive. Why? Because of the words we speak to them. It is so important. Maybe you're like, I didn't grow up in a home like that, so I've got issues. Do you know you have a father who speaks blessing over you through the word of God? Every day, we sang the song this morning, I am who you say I am. I am chosen, right? We are chosen of God. We are favored. He has spoken his words of love to you over and over over again in the scriptures. Those words have benefits to us. The words we speak over our children, it benefits them. The right word spoken at the right time can bring life to a situation, to a person who maybe is contemplating suicide. The right word spoken. We had someone who saw something on our sign, a word, right? A word on our sign that kept them from committing suicide. The right word at the right time has power. You want to talk about a benefit of speaking right words. It can literally save people's lives. Proverbs 12.14 in the New Living Translation says this, Wise words bring many benefits, and hard work brings rewards. Wise words bring many benefits. I don't need to go into all of them. You understand where I'm going with this. Good words, positive words, healthy words, scriptures spoken brings many benefits to our lives. So why would we ever allow ourselves to talk doubt, to talk negatively, to talk harshly? Why? Because we know wise words, kind words bring so much life to a situation. Our words have power. We were created in the image of God. And every time he speaks things happen. When we speak, things happen. It can be good things or it can be bad things. That's why we got to watch our mouths. Amen. Everyone turn to your neighbor and say, watch your mouth. All right. In closing, we want to go to James chapter three. This is a very, um, a very common scripture when you're talking about words. I love the, the illustrations that it gives here. What's so amazing to me is you think about how much things have changed over time, right, in the world since Bible days to now, but the illustrations they give here, they still make total sense to us today. It's, it's amazing. In James 3, we're going to read verses 2 through 6, and again, I'm going to read this out of the Today's Passion Translation. It says, we all fail in many areas, especially with our words. Anyone relate to that? Have you failed in any area, especially when it comes to what comes out of your mouth? We all have. Yet, if we're able to bridle the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. Horses have bits and bridles in their mouth so that we can control and guide their large body. And the same way with mighty ships, though they are massive and driven by fierce winds, yet they are steered by a tiny rudder at the direction of the person at the helm. And so the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it carries great power. Just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze. And the tongue is a fire. It can be compared to the sum total of wickedness, and it is the most dangerous part of our human body. It corrupts the entire body, and it's a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. So here he uses the illustration of horses and ships. And do you know those same illustrations make sense to us today? A bridle, a bit in the horse's mouth, it can steer that horse. It's to this day, that's still how it's done, right? It can steer it wherever it goes. Our mouth is going to steer us wherever we go. 
Our mouth is the, the driving force of our life. Same with the ship, you know, massive ships. And yet in comparison to the size of what we see the ship, the rudder that actually steers that ship is pretty small in comparison. Same with us, right? This tongue is pretty small, one of the smallest things in our body, right? And yet it has the power to control our lives. It has the power to hurt people and it has the power to bless people. I think it's interesting that it says um, it's the total sum of wickedness and it's the most dangerous part of the body. It truly is the most dangerous part of the body. But read this, it says, go back to verse two. Yet, if we're able to bridle the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. You know, if you're struggling with addictions and temptations, do you see right here how important it is? It says, our words are powerful enough to control us in every way. I don't know about you, but one of my desires as a Christian in this life is for my character to be fully developed and mature. I wanna be someone who's mature and fully developed in character. So what does that mean? I've gotta learn how to control this thing. I gotta learn how to shut my mouth and not say things when I feel like saying them. That's the most important thing. There's gonna be times you're gonna feel like saying things or expressing yourself and depending on the situation, you may not need to say it right then. You may never need to say it. This is what separates us from the world, guys. This is what shows the world that we believe that the word of God is true. Why? Because we talk word. We don't talk problems. We don't talk negative things. We don't, we don't gossip about our boss and things like that. You know, gossip is a huge part of this. I was just talking to someone in between the first and second service. It's so easy in workplaces to get caught up in gossip. But you know, as Christians, we don't gossip. We don't talk bad about people, right? We don't. Talk to the Lord about it. If you need to vent, if you need to discuss some things, talk to the Lord. He is right there to hear what you've got to say. And you know what? He's going to show you what you can do or what you can pray for those people to help that situation. The last part of this in verse six, it says at the very end that it releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. And I felt like the Lord showed me something with this. You know, when we read about the tongue here, we talk about how bad it is, right? That it's a hellish flame and that it can destroy a whole forest. But here at the end, it says, it releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. I want my words in a positive way, in a faith-filled way. I want it to release a fire to this valley that burns throughout the course of existence. I want my words to carry the power of God behind it. You know, we've seen great men and women in the Bible and even in our day, people who spoke words and those words still ring true in our ears. I was thinking about Martin Luther King Jr. How many of us could quote parts of things that he said? That was a fire that burns through the course of human existence. Billy Graham has spoken words of fire that has burned through the course of human existence. I want all of us to realize whether it reaches an entire nation, whether it reaches an entire world, or it just reaches the people in our lives. I want us to have legacies of words filled with faith, where our kids remember that in times of struggle, we spoke the word, that in times of lack, we spoke that God is supplying all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Times when disease was trying to attack the body, they heard us speaking scriptures on healing and health. We need to leave legacies of faith-filled words. We want our words to set a fire that ignites in the youth of this church and in the kids of this church and in our valley and in our workplaces that they see that the power of God flows through the words that come out of our mouth, amen? We are children of God. 
as he spoke and things happened, as we speak, things will happen. So I want to close with this last scripture and then um, we'll all pray together. Proverbs 21, 23. So if you remember anything that I've said at all today, I want you to remember this one scripture. It's really easy. Proverbs 21, 23. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.